You are listening to the 90 Days Later podcast with me, Anna Charles. This is episode 26. Welcome to the 90 Days Later podcast, where I show you how to stop over drinking in 90 days without missing out on life. If you're not an alcoholic, but fed up with saying yes to a drink when you mean to say no, you're in the right place. Hello everybody out there in podcast land and thank you so much for joining me today. I really like having your company every Tuesday. Okay, so today I want to talk about a topic that really has such an important influence on keeping the drinking habit going. This is really a big part of drinking thinking. When I dissemble with my clients what they're thinking, what's keeping them drinking, what's what's creating and driving the emotions that they want to drink over, there's a lot here in the area of um, doing things for yourself versus doing things for others and self-regard and putting yourself first and all that good stuff. So that's what we're gonna cover. Now, often when you talk to anybody about you you wanna put yourself first, I think that this concept gets quite a bad reputation actually, right? Because to many people I've spoken with about this, they say, what, you're selfish, you know, you wanna be selfish. And being selfish in society, we're kind of taught is a big no-no. And, you know, there are good reasons for that. But what I'm going to offer is that this isn't always the case. Right? Putting yourself first does not always equal selfish, right? It's not this, this mathematical formula. And actually, I'm going to go further and show that how putting yourself first actually puts you in a position to show up in the highest version of yourself to the world. So actually you are being more of a contributor by acting this way. First, let's look at a couple of definitions. You know, I, I love to do this because I think you know, it puts us all on the same page. When we talk about the idea of being selfless, right? What does that, what does that mean for you? And lots of definitions out there will say it is about having little or no concern for oneself. Right? And that's what most people would, would say is putting others first. So if you're being selfless, you know, by definition, you're not putting yourself first. And it's really come to mean something extremely good and honorable. Right? And you hear it all the time. These people who are so selfless, they, they put others first. So they'll do everything around the house to avoid you know, asking someone who seems to be rather busy, you know, leaving them to their own devices. These are the people who will help others in the office. They'll, they'll tend to be at others' beck and call. They, they will allow themselves to be interrupted. And this is kind of good, right? This is meant to be good. This is teamwork. This is selfless. But I say it depends. If you give in this manner, in any way that I've talked about or any other way, from a place of love and excitement, then yes, it's selfless. But if you're doing things, if you're responding or taking action, whatever it is you're doing in your life, because you feel it's expected of you, or because even you expect it of yourself, right? If you don't do it, then it means you know you see yourself as being a bad person. Or if you're doing it because you want to please other people, and you find you've found the way that by doing all these other jobs and you know being back and call and so on that's your currency for doing this then then it's a bit more dubious my friends i would say because nothing outside of us can make us feel a certain way right and because people can't be controlled however selfless we might be towards them thinking that we can backfires so what and what happens is you end up doing all this stuff because you know you, you think it's expected and because you want to 
um, be looking good in those people's eyes and you want them to think, oh, you're you know, such an honorable or just, just even a kind, you're just a kind person. But when you show up in that way to control them, what ends up is they don't always react in the way you want, which can lead to you showing up then with resentment. You know, I sacrificed myself for you, right? And I, what did I get for it, right? What did I get for it? And this can lead to anger. And then what happens is people then they blow up and they say, well, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not respected. I'm not appreciated. I'm being taken for granted. I've been doing all this stuff for you and you're not you know, thinking about it the way I want you to think, right? You're not being, you're not appreciating me. I'm not getting, you're not respecting me. And all of this expectation of what others will be giving you through what you are doing leads to feelings of stress, disappointment, and then this becomes a trigger for drinking, right? This is when you come home from work, say, you know, just not, I'm just not um, respected. I'm just not valued. Um, you know, no one looks at my work. You know, I'm just sort of looked over. They just expect me to do everything. I never get a thank you or anything. And this all then helps to perpetuate the drinking, which is when we're just not feeling great about ourselves. Now, we all know, probably most people, if you ask, we all understand that we can't make people think a particular way about us any more than they can make us feel a particular way about them. Right, we only do this with our thoughts. I'm in control of what I think about you and about me. You're in control of what you think about you, the world, and you. So doing things to make yourself feel good about how others see you isn't going to work, isn't going to last. And yet we all carry on doing it, right? And we'll do things that we'll say, well, he didn't even notice. I mean, I, I, I got that report ready extra early and I did all the copies and I did, and I, not, no, not one word of thanks. What's going on, right? And then we sort of, we blame other people for not uh, responding and adhering to our worldview, but what I want to offer is that you don't need to feel that you have to control others for their gratitude and respect. You don't have to be reliant on other people responding in a particular way to make you feel good. You can do this all on your own. You can do this all by yourself. It's totally within your power to feel all the feelings uh, that you are looking to at the moment to get from other people. Now let's just dig in a little bit again at this idea of of doing stuff for other people, right? How that how that shows up. I'm not saying um, volunteering and doing all these other things is bad. I'm just saying understand your reason. Hence, you know, if you're doing it from love and excitement and and similar emotions, it it can work out well. But so many of us, we, we actually don't pause to find this out. So if you do find yourself in a situation where you're doing stuff, make sure you know your reason, right? Just why do you do it? And make sure you like your reason. So if you do find yourself in a situation where you feel like you're picking up the slack and you're doing a lot of stuff that isn't necessarily within you know your remit entirely so if you find yourself cooking dinner each night or if you find yourself being the one who responds to all contacts all the non-respondents to some survey at work when you know, there's a team of people who could do that but if there's anything like this that tends to fall to you by default have that conversation have it with yourself and have it with others because when you've been giving something and contributing something at your own expense 
it's okay for you to also stop doing that, right? Because when you withdraw that giving, you're not doing it at someone else's expense. Now, the definition of selfish is to be concerned primarily with your own interests at the expense of someone else. But withdrawing some kind of contribution that you've been making is not selfish. You're not asking someone to do something they don't want to do. It's not at their expense. You see the difference? For instance, when you stop doing all the cleaning in the house, that's not at your husband's expense. You're not taking something from him. You're simply withdrawing something you've been contributing. You're just taking back part of your life. I just want to be clear, this is really important, is there's a difference between you withdrawing and you basically demanding something and asking someone to do something at their expense, right? So if you were to say, I'm not going to do any more cleaning anymore, you're going to do all of it. That's different, right? That's you demanding something of someone else at their expense. Now, if you do withdraw from doing something, the cleaning, nice, simple example, now you're going to have to have a conversation with that person about how this gets done from now on, right? But really notice that by withdrawing what you've been doing, it, it isn't about being selfish. It's just you're just trying to redress the balance and it's not selfish because you're not taking from them, right? This is just a conversation that you're going to need to have. Now, don't expect everyone to see it this way. Our brains are wired to keep us safe and warm by seeking pleasure, avoiding pain and doing as little as possible. I covered this on earlier podcasts. So other people on hearing you're withdrawing a contribution, you're just going to stop doing something in other words, could frame this as what it means to them. In fact, they're likely to frame it as what it means to them, right? So they're going to have to do more. They're going to have to pick up the slack. Uh, they might even think that you're telling them that they're going to have to do it. So for instance, in the cleaning example, by saying, yeah, I'm not going to be doing all the cleaning from now on, your other half could say, right, so you want me to do it all, right? So then they immediately go on the offensive and the, it's, it's, this is all about them. And then you might hear, well, you're being so self, you're being so selfish, right? And I think it's just important to understand that that's where they're coming from. And really to work through these situations because this kind of uh, scenario can feel very uncomfortable. And it's when we feel uncomfortable in life that uh, triggers for drinking, right? Because we're drinking to stop ourselves feeling negative emotions. So for instance, this particular instance, this could end up in a row, right? Because it's a change and you know, I'm not suggesting it, it has to, but it, it could, and that's going to lead to discomfort, and that's going to lead to, oh my gosh, I don't want to feel this way, so you know, it's when you reach for the wine. So what also happens is that many people avoid having that conversation, and they carry on doing the thing that they're seeing as selfless, and they're seeing as putting others first, but then they're also drinking because they feel they're letting themselves down, Right, because then they're beating themselves up, thinking, "My for heaven's sake, will you stop doing this? You know, you dis you're, you're being taken for granted here by not being open, not having the uncomfortable conversation, because they're afraid of what the other person's going to say." So then they sort of bring it and keep it all on themselves, and then they drink that way. So it kind of feels a bit like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't.
this means that I think you will find that you're missing out on something that's really so important, which is regard for yourself, self-regard. Now, I prefer the term self-regard to self-love. Self-love always ends up sounding a bit woo and sort of very narcissistic, but self-regard is really, as it says on the tin, it's about having respect and regard for yourself. When we avoid situations and conversations and when we put others first irrespective of ourselves we aren't being selfless what we're really doing is we're seeking approval from people outside of us right we're trying to get regard from people trying to make them like us we're often lying saying things like we don't mind doing this or that when we really do especially when it comes around to things that we feel we should do. There's that should word again. Whenever you find yourself saying should and it's alarm signal, step back, pause and find out what's going on. So examples of this, of when we, we you know, might not speak up would be when we have to, when they're sponsoring someone if they're doing a charity fun run. Perhaps look after a neighbor's child each week because you're at home and she needs to go to work, right? But doing these things isn't necessarily selfless behavior if it's done for the reasons where you kind of feel like you have to or you're doing it to please those other people or if you're trying to do it to curry favor with them at the expense of yourself we feel bad saying no i'm not going to sponsor you on your charity run and you say yes because you don't want the other person to see you as selfish right? You want that other person to see you in a positive light. You're then effectively seeking approval from outside of yourself, but this won't last. Because when you act from a place of duty or you feel that you have to or obligation, then what grows in its place is resentment and sourness that you're not reaching your higher self. You're not, you know, able to do what you want to do and you won't be at your most effective. So many people have told me, that they drink because of the frustration at not being able to say what they really want to say, right? And it's exhausting. So if, for instance, you say yes to looking after your neighbor's child, and then it, you know, because you don't mind, maybe you don't mind to start with, and you've got a couple of, you know, you are off that day, and it's fine, and it's all good. But then if it becomes a thing, and kind of there's an unspoken expectation that builds up, that you're going to, have to do this each week because it works for your neighbor and she's assuming it's working for you but then you don't really want to and you don't know how to get out of it but then you keep on doing it this is going to wear you down you're not going to be energized by this contribution you're going to be depleted by it now let's say i say to my neighbor in that scenario no i don't want to look after your child on thursday afternoons anymore now, am I being selfish because I'm putting my needs and my desires and my wants ahead of hers? Right? Even though, remember, this was kind of a, a, a voluntary thing I decided I was I was deciding to contribute to. I mean, I was being the one doing the giving to start with. Now, some people would say yes. And maybe the neighbor would get angry about it and say, Well, you're at home, so what are you gonna do instead? I mean, you might as you could look after my child. I mean, you might as well. And maybe I say, Well, I wanna sit and watch TV. In, you know, don't want to have any distractions. And even if she doesn't say it, if you were the, the neighbor with the child, there's some sense there in my reaction that that's me being selfish. I mean, why should I watch TV instead of look after her child, especially as she needs the help? 
and that's help that I could very easily give. It's within my capacity to give. And there's also then this further expectation that I should want to help her versus doing what I want to do. And that's difficult because you could see how someone could convince you that that's a valid argument. But what I want to offer is that in this scenario, saying no is the right thing to do when yes is a lie, right? It's not selfish to tell the truth. In fact, it's so much harder to tell the truth sometimes because we worry about others, what others are going to think, right? It's back to that concept I spoke about at the beginning of the podcast, so much that we then try to control what other people think about us. We try in a way to bend their will by doing things that we think will convince them of our worth or helpless helpfulness or whatever it is you're seeking. But why are we so worried about people thinking we're selfish? That's just fascinating to me. And it's because I think on some level we think there is something wrong with us if we want to put ourselves first, that we're not good enough. There's somehow bad about that but but by proving how good we are how selfless we are how willing we are to put others first that kind of assuages our feelings and makes us feel good people but the truth is we can put our own needs first without doing harm to others and that's really what I offer so I want to offer you you put yourself first and offer from that place now others may see this as selfish but they may think what they want about you anyway I mean, you could bend over backwards and do everything right and be selfish and put yourself at someone's you know, beck and call and they could end up thinking that you're just a doormat, right? They might not think it's honourable or it's so kind of you and so on. They might just think, my word, I mean, this person is asking for trouble, right? And they always have that prerogative to think what they will. And it's always based on their own belief systems that we don't impact anyway. So yes, you can put yourself first. You can take action in the world based on your own respect, self-respect and your own self-regard. And that's why I remember on aeroplanes with the, with the oxygen mask, they always want you to put yours on first before you can help someone else. Right? It's not an attempt to feel good by getting self-regard and recognition from someone else because you're so empty, but because you're giving from a place of energy and love. And if you're not sure, if you're in a scenario where you you want to give and you, you want to do that, check in with your feelings. That's the best barometer. Ask, how is it feeling, this scenario, and why? Does what you're being asked to do or you're choosing to do feel good to you, and why? Become aware. Become really conscious. Now, this is so important because to bring this back to drinking, so much drinking is done in an unconscious state. Right? It's something you've done for so long. It's a program you run whenever the negative emotions come knocking. Right, So if you feel like you're being just um, expected to do stuff or if you think someone's going to call you selfish or you think you're avoiding um, a, a conversation that needs to be had, those are all things that are going to keep you drinking. Right, Because it's just a way to get rid of all those bad feelings. We don't want to feel uncomfortable. We just want to feel better. And we know we've taught ourselves that alcohol is the way to do that and here's why ultimately this is so powerful the concept of self-respect and self-regard is so powerful in order to give you have to give to yourself first you have to learn the skill of giving and filling yourself up so then you can go out in the world and give then you're not seeking anything from anybody else you are complete and whole and in position to give more 
Now, these days, I don't give when I feel I have to because that doesn't feel true to me. If I'm saying no to something and that other person doesn't like this, I don't get upset. And that's okay to me. I mean, it might feel a little uncomfortable at the time, but it's okay. Because I know whatever I say to them anywhere, I wouldn't control them, right? They might actually think, wow, you know, that's good, Anna. You've said no because you don't feel that you can commit to that. And actually that's putting me in a good spot because I can ask somebody who can, right? It's not being done out of, you know, um, some sense of you have to. They, they might actually value that. And I know that through all of this, my sense of self-regard comes from thoughts about me, not from outside and definitely not from other people. It's not selfish to live in this way, even if someone else thinks you should be doing something else for them or for their cause. And they might have a million great reasons why, but you, you, know, you don't have to do that. But, and I will end on this, that is actually, it's so interesting, I think, that a lot of people who are so self-sacrificing, they see themselves as self-sacrificing, and they get upset when other people aren't, right? So I'm doing this charity run. I don't want to do it. So, you know, so why aren't you? And it's kind of like them saying, hey, I'm here suffering for the greater good and so should you. They're trying to enforce their views on you. And that is sort of the most selfish thing probably they could do in that scenario. So it's kind of just interesting. So self-regard is an important element of living my highest version of myself. Right, so I can give my best to the world so that I can live without feeling I have to numb out with alcohol, that I can have to face any situation that comes my way and figure out and navigate through the best in, in terms of the contribution I want to give and that's best for, for me and for the world. Now, no way could I do that with even one drink because drink dulls the emotions, right? Drink, drink puts a barrier between us and our contribution. By stopping drinking, what I learned is that when I show up as my the best version of me, when the version who operates from truth is willing to say yes when they mean yes and say no when they mean no, that's when I give from love. And that's when everything gets better. It really is the place to be. Okay, that's it for now. If you have questions, you can reach me on Anna at 90dayslater.co. I also have a fab um, little mini video series that you can get access to if you go to 90dayslater.co forward slash so hyphen masterclass. It'll give you some tips to get you on the road to managing your drinking, whether you want to stop completely or you just want to give up a little bit. Okay, that's it for me now and I will see you next week. If you like what you're learning in the podcast and you want to take the work further and achieve total freedom around alcohol, let's talk. I help my clients stop reaching for that first glass of wine the moment 6pm rolls around and they don't miss out on life. And we do it in 90 days. The effect is permanent. Email me for more information on anna at 90dayslater.co. And if you did enjoy the show, I'd really appreciate if you'd leave a rating and review to help others find the 90 Days Later podcast.